Welcome aboard the Ark. You're listening to the Hundred Podcast, a show about CW sci-fi series, The Hundred. I'm Dan, your Mountain Man. Today, I am joined by a very drunk <laughs> Olga. Say hi, Olga. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so Olga made a mishap and uh, wasn't supposed to be drunk on podcast recording night, but I had a work outing. Yes. Outing. She's worked out. No. <laughs> And what did you think of season five, episode five? Uh, whatever, this was about shifting sands. Uh, yeah, that's my line. Although I didn't remember the name no, of the episode. No, you didn't. I didn't. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Good God, one. our podcast is going to be so bad. Okay. I I liked it. Mm-hmm. I think that. Kane and Abby are great, yes. but they weren't really together all that much, mm-hmm. I think. And- <laughs> oh my God, our reputation flushed down the toilet. <laughs> um, Clark and Bellamy were good. Yes. Not Well, we'll get there about the end, but okay, there was the end. And in between, Octavia be crazy. Mm-hmm. And that's that. And Indra's great. Yes. So that wasn't really my general thoughts of the yes. episode. But, but those were thoughts as a human. Those were people on the show. <laughs> How are you doing, dear? We need to stop. Are you doing okay? <laughs> oh, I get it. If you want your dance first reactions to the episode that we watched. Go to youtube.com slash doing okay. <laughs> and every Tuesday night, you can see my first reactions over on that YouTube channel. So, yeah, uh, this is going to be an interesting podcast. Uh, The reality is that this was just a a fun little opener for you. Olga's not even remotely drunk. No, what? (laughs) No, the reality is we're about to stop recording and go rewatch the episode. And And hopefully by the time it's over. And I'm going to sober. She's going to be soberer. Soberer. -er. I'm hugging a Yoshi right now. Yes, you are, dear. I felt like our listeners should know I am really drunk. Jesus. (laughs) She is really drunk. Jesus. See you guys in a little bit after you watch the episode. And we're back. And it's only been 48 hours since the first part of this podcast. Because someone was so drunk that she passed out while we were watching the episode. To be fair, it was towards the end, and then we just rewatched the last few minutes, and and I was I was more or less sober by then. Oh yeah, that, yeah, I didn't have to put you to bed or anything like that. <laughs> I made it to work the next day. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so <laughs> so two days later, we are now continuing the podcast. So we're going to kick things off a little bit differently than normal. I have a tweet here from at xprodigywitch. They say, such a good episode. I haven't been disappointed by the season yet. I have got to say it's a strange feeling. So I wanted to sort of use this as a a kickoff point to just kind of talk. You know, we have this break this week uh, coming up. Let's just talk about how we feel about season five so far. Um, And, you know, you and I were talking about this off mic about how Everybody seems like super, super on board this season, and we're maybe not quite in the same place as most people. Yeah, I I have to say there hasn't been a bad episode yet. Like yeah. that's the thing. It it's good. Yeah. I thought this episode was really 
good. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed watching it. I enjoyed re-watching it. Yeah. For the most part, I would say that's true for every episode we've seen so far. Yeah. Whatever nitpicks we have, it feels like nitpicks of the episode specifically. Mm -hmm. It's more, like you said, a general kind of season launching off point that I feel like I might have a problem with. Yeah. Um, I wish you guys could see Olga's hand gestures right now because they're very intense. They're more intense than usual, (laughs) and I'm already a hand talker. (laughs) But boy, oh boy, jazz hands. Um... So just to say what our thoughts really are yeah. and what we've said, it feels like to me and to, I'll let you speak for yourself, yeah. but the relatability of this season to me mm-hmm. is probably one of the lowest yeah. so far, maybe with the exception of season one, mm-hmm. but. And so what do you mean by relatability? I feel like in the past there was just kind of something very human you know just something that someone was going through that you could relate to or truly truly sympathize with you know at the very least i feel like even though we have the prisoners who are arguably from our era they left an earth that was like a very similar to our lives here now yeah i'm not relating to them that Mm. much and as for our characters i I like them, mm-hmm. I, or love them, I yeah. like watching them, but they just, their problems are no longer the ones that I can truly connect with. Connect so with. what you're saying is there's no, there's no Jasper depression thing, there's no, um, you know, in season three having um, the whole alley idea and the like giving up pain, the chronic pain stuff. Or um, even Raven, like, yeah. she, you know, with her... Uh, disability story, like, yeah. like it's still visible, still present, yeah. but it's not even. And I'm not saying I want her to still be struggling yeah, with yeah. it. It's just. Well, so what? What I take it as is, I feel like this is, it's in a lot of ways feels like an action season. Yes. It's like it's. It feels like we're closer to just a bread and butter action series with some good with some good character points, and obviously there's some bigger themes and I, the things that I think some people might relate to. Was more like on an academic level. So like there's like historical things with all the stuff with Octavia and like messages about dictators and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, which I think is, you know, there still is greater stuff going on. And the, the one thing that I think on a human level is probably the most relatable is... Uh, I was going to say the cannibalism. <laughs> no. We'll get there. Um, no, is mm-hmm. Abby with the drug stuff. That's true. But that has been kind of it's only just begun in a way i feel like we haven't really dove into that yet we'll see where it goes yeah um but and even that i can say you know you brought the point up last week of it's kind of hard to watch because it's not likable in the same way like you might say it's realistic but it's also just like you're standing in the way of greater things which is a difficult point to well and it's also we jumped to her already being addicted as opposed to like i feel like it's easier to like follow that storyline and sympathize with it when you see how they get to that point or how truly the struggles with it and with her and how it affected the people around her in those years yeah which we might very well see in flashback um I mean, I have to say, it's not like every show I enjoy, I feel the need to relate to. It's mm. just kind of a, a podcasting thing, yeah. you know, where I feel like our podcast has changed in how we cover it this season mm. because we very much go like, 
point by point now, like this happens, then this yeah. happens. And how do we think about it in terms of just kind of plot? Yeah. Um, I don't really think, I'm not really thinking about it super in terms of connecting it to other yeah. other pieces because I don't really have that historical knowledge. Mm. You know, we've we've had someone write in, sorry, I can't recall your name yeah. off the top, <laughs> but like someone write in and talk about, the archaeology archaeology yep. and and the history around that and uh but i don't know that so it just yeah. doesn't feel relevant to us in the same way us in the same way which yeah. makes it a little bit harder to talk about which you know i, I dove into watching the show and podcasting about yeah, it yeah. um so now it's kind of these two things are linked forever mm -hmm. for my enjoyment of like how well can i talk about this episode yeah is linked to how well I think the season is going. Well, yeah, and I think, I mean, not to get it into, I, I'm trying to figure out the best way to say this, but we sort of said jokingly to each other, it's like, without the controversies, there's less exciting things to talk about. And it's like, obviously, yes, we, we're, I'm happy overall that there aren't right. controversies, but in some ways those led to talking about greater issues, mm -hmm. that we could talk more about um, the way that women were portrayed, we can talk about the way LGBT characters were portrayed. Or talk about as race. in this show, just to say, yeah. this show specifically yeah. only covering the LGBT yeah. Yeah. characters. Um, yeah. we could, you know, we could talk about the race stuff, the rape stuff. Um, Consent, yeah. lack thereof. Um, you yeah. know, so it's like, I don't think that they're trying to do, that's the thing is like, in some ways, yes, it's great that they're not making these mistakes, but in other ways they're not, this season doesn't seem as, um, it's they're not, not trying for things as much. They're not going out of what feels like a comfort zone yet. Yeah. And, and and again, you can make the statement of like, well, if cannibalism's on the table, <laughs> that's out of a comfort zone. I'm like, is it though in a dystopian well, and it's setting? All, yeah, I mean, it, and honestly, it's kind of a, a tropic thing of a dystopian yeah. setting. And also, it's not like we can really have a, an actual interesting conversation about cannibalism. Mm, not really. <laughs> Would you eat someone? Like, I don't know. How, how yummy do they look? Yeah. That's the question. Do they look like a chicken dinner? I don't know. <laughs> um, but I mean, I think, and I think it's two other things too. I think A, it's that they're really diving into the relationship drama stuff, mm -hmm. um, which, you know, is interesting to a certain degree, but it's also like, it's not as intellectually stimulating for a discussion. No. Uh. <laughs> will, will they, won't they is just kind of, it is a standard discussion on podcasts, so yeah. to speak. It is a standard discussion among people. Spoilers, they will. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they almost always do. Yeah. So it, it's just kind of hard always like what's our inkling of that of the week yeah that's not really what we're in it for yeah. i'm not saying that that's a bad thing if you're in it for yeah. that i'm just also, saying that's get not ready really... for us to talk about relationships the relationship stuff for like 90 percent of this podcast i mean but that's true <laughs> yeah. but that's the thing where like this that was very heavy in this episode yeah. Yeah. so we'll talk about it but yeah. that's not the thing that really hooked me on this show yeah, yeah. um I mean, I'll just summarize kind of the change over yeah. <laughs> the way I jokingly summarized it to you was yeah. previous season was is numbing your pain truly living versus what's it like having a gladiator sister? Like yeah. it's it's kind of just yeah. I don't know what it's like having a gladiator so Roman emperor sister. Hopefully someday you'll find out. Sure, first I need a sister, but Maybe that's my big plot point in life, <laughs> and the show will help me down yeah. the line. Yeah. But 
I mean, I'm still on board with the season. Mm. I'm still on board with oh, these yeah. episodes. I'm definitely having a lot of fun with it. Exactly. Um, I, I think that part of it, too, is that I wish that they... There were certain things that I wish they had spent more time in. But, like, we had the, you know, we had the idea of space crew. And I wish that we'd been able to, like, see them as a family a little bit longer before they got separated and thrown yeah. into different situations. I mean, I honestly feel like Bellamy and Clark were together way too quickly. Yeah. Um, I think because the, the other end of the spectrum is I think we spent way too long in these first five episodes with Maddie and Clark not together. Like we spent more time without Maddie and Clark together than we spent with them together, and now we're five, we're almost you know it's a thirteen episode season. We're five episodes in. I don't really care about Maddie that much. We we're looking forward to seeing yeah. more of her. We're on board with that, but yeah. you're right. Like you're I think right. I like I'm at the point now where I'm like, okay, she's interesting, she's likable, but we've seen very little of Maddie in five episodes in when she's supposed to be so like central to Clark's arc for the season. Mm-hmm. It I should really be you know enveloped in that relationship more than I am at this point. Yeah. I I know we've also brought it up on a previous episode, but mm-hmm. I really can't. And the more episodes I watch, the more I can't get past it, yeah. is Bob Morley saying, I don't even recognize Bellamy this season. I'm playing a different character. I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm watching him and I'm like, I don't know what he's talking about. This yeah. feels like Bellamy to me. Yeah, I don't just really. Slightly evolved. Yeah, he yeah. grew. Like, mm-hmm. great. So yeah. I I I don't know. I'm just it's like you put it. We're we're smack dab in these kind of new relationship, not even romantic relationship, yeah. but new character dynamics. Yeah. And we're just told they're different. Yeah. It happened. They changed. Yeah. And other than Octavia, who even Octavia, I think like she had a touch of this brutality yeah. in season four. Mm. It's not out of nowhere. Yeah. I, I think the Octavia thing has been handled pretty well. It, I'm not saying it yeah. was mishandled. I'm yeah. just saying, like, she's kind of, in, in a lot of ways, the best version of, guess what? She's one of the better versions yeah. of, guess what? She's different yeah. after these f- six years. And I'm like, I believe it. Yeah. I feel like anyone who's not in the bunker, I believe it less. Yeah. So even Abby, Kane, Indra, mm-hmm. I, I buy it. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay. I but can see that. Yeah. Other characters. Yeah. I'm like, oh, right. They're supposed to be evolved. Mm hmm. Cool. (laughs) Other people matter to them. Yeah, yeah. So the last thing I want to bring up before we get into more specifics of the episode, and I'm sorry also that we're, we seem like we're dogpiling on this thing. Again, but... we're going to talk about this episode and we're going to like it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. This is just sort of my general. And I also want to point out way loving this season way more than season four. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think season four was the, one of the lower points for the show. Mm-hmm. And I think season five is already way better. Um the one thing I also still feeling as a greater thing, even if we're just looking at this as like an action show or whatever, it's like, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. I'm like, I keep expecting this season to be about more than it seems like it is. And it, and there's no other, like, is, is it really just about Octavia being a gladiator, crazy dis- despot versus these these uh you know people in jail and stuff like it is that it because it seems it's like too similar to things we've already had and i know it's a little bit different because it's like one of one of our people is like the big bad this time and i mean you know it just it just feels very much like okay we're just having another war and that's way less interesting to me than even them dealing with the end of the world or Allie, which was a really interesting concept in a lot of ways. Like, it took me a while to get there, but that right. really is a creative concept. Yeah. Um, I mean, last last season, our criticism was every 
every episode feels like it has to be a, we have an idea for a solution, here's how it goes wrong, yeah. until finally it goes right and has, like, true character drama based off of the last decision. Yeah. Now it's like, all right, we're making forward progress in every episode. Yeah moves forward in time directly and yeah. adds to the previous thing. But it's all just leading to stuff that feels familiar. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. The other thing I wanted to throw out is you had mentioned earlier about how you're not connecting to these these uh, prisoners, mm -hmm. even though they are technically from our time and stuff. Um, I, I think they made a mistake in making these prisoners so stereotypical and like, weird frumpy looking people and just like frumpy they just wear these stupid outfits they look like morons to me i, I don't that's not my criticism <laughs> no but i was gonna say you know if they wanted to tie this into something more interesting and more relatable they could be talking we could have had more characters who were wrongly imprisoned and mm. talk about like the prison system and stuff like that right um yeah i mean again our kids were prisoners once upon a time. Meaning the hundred people, right? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah. The, it's a weird the, way of putting it. Our kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My babies. Uh, no, it, that's exactly it. The hundred started off as a group of prisoners. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I don't even know how many of them are left at this point. <laughs> the 12. But but we've had that kind of commentary on, on their lives before. Yeah. And I they have the opportunity to go deeper yeah i don't feel like they're taking it maybe they will have like they were sent off and then they were discarded and yeah. now they're sick but yeah you know i have a hard time caring that mercury is sick yeah exactly i do yeah you i mean know. yeah because that's the thing is on on paper oh the idea of of these jailed people being forced into this labor that gets them sick uh, that sounds like an interesting idea but not when they're all like these weird stereotypes of like, just, I mean, and of like Vincent. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> Vincent. And like, Dioza seems a little more interesting, but she's the only one. She's the only one yeah. who seems like she has a logical head on her shoulders yeah. while being a prisoner. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into title fight. Ding. <laughs> that was quite the title. All right, so this one might be actually a little bit of a fight. I don't. We, may, we might be on the same page, but I'm going to be fighting the title itself because I don't think it's a particularly great one. Okay. Um, it, it just feels like, oh, we're doing an episode in the desert with sandstorms. Let's use this title. Let, yeah. Um, there is a greater meaning behind it. Uh, shifting sands is like, I guess, like an idiom. It's used to reference uh, something that is constantly changing, especially unpredictably, or something that changes so often it's difficult to deal with. Yeah. That's kind of the, that is the uh, use that I am more familiar yeah. with. The, it's so constantly in flux that it's hard to be. Hard to manage. Yeah. 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 It's like, you know, I want to say like what, Octavia's character, she shifted so much that Valerie just doesn't know what to do with her. I mean, Every kind season of. she's mad at me for some reason. Yeah. Or like <laughs> you're, you seem like you're on one page with her and then you put pressure on that yeah. point and then the sand shift and it's a different problem. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's not, I mean, it's not a terrible title. I just think so far it's the worst title of the well, season. I, I wanted to add onto it of your definition and yeah. I looked up uh, use for it. And the first use that comes up is in a sentence is he had been a rock in the shifting sands of her existence. Mm. So that's like an example of how to use it. Yeah. And so you could see that of who they, who is the rock to who, Yeah. you know? And I feel like in that sense, you could say that like, Kane is trying to be Abby's yeah. rock. 
okay. of her of what her life is as she's you know withdrawing yeah. and but still getting the pills back and that yeah or Dioza is among you know her prisoners she doesn't trust them so how is she trying to find you know get firm footing yeah. in the shifting sands of what yeah. they thought they were going to have once they landed back on yeah. earth i mean i'm digging here exactly. but i mean that's the thing uh digging in the sand yeah. Are you? <laughs> um yeah i mean i don't think it's a terrible title but i just think it's uh even even when thinking about like the different uses we're talking about that is a pretty i feel like i've seen this title used a lot of times and it just feels kind of been there done that i don't know if i have yeah. but again until this podcast i don't really pay it I, I don't feel that, that much need to dig into titles, yeah. huh. but yeah, I, I think it's fine. It just feels very corny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. We've yeah. had corny titles for yeah. the show before. Um, all right. Before we get into our recap, our last bit of, of news that we need to throw out there is that I want to give a PSA in case anybody missed Jason's tweet that Nyla is a, is actually alive. Don't worry. In the current timeline, yeah. <laughs> not just in the past. Yeah. Um, I still think, so I'm glad, very glad, you know, a big part of this podcast before that tweet was going to be ranting about Nilo better be alive. Yeah. Um, I'm very glad she's alive. I still think that it's kind of clumsy writing, that there was not even a single line given in the two episodes the Bunker people have been since. In the current timeline. Yeah. Yeah. It just seems, and even like, you know, somebody pointed out that like, uh, Clark asked Nyla to stay. Like, he's the reason Nyla stayed, right? And like, Clark doesn't even go where is not like who who do i know that is still alive yeah exactly she doesn't yeah i, I don't get it it's i don't i don't like i don't like hearing my news about things like this from twitter yeah i or in general like yeah. I believe very firmly in a lot of ways that plot is plot. Like what it makes yeah. it in the episode is what death of the you author. have to yeah death of the author yeah. again not always but, you know, yeah. it's important that yeah. what makes it in is what we take at face yeah. value. I, I think I think if you're, a, you know, and I'm not tacking overall, I'm talking about this particular thing, but I think mm. if you're a great writer, you don't need to explain yourself because you did it through your writing. Right. You know, so. it, just, it just, I know it's kind of not the same thing, but it's yeah. kind of like afterwards, I've been hearing news about like, oh, in, new, in the new solo movie, Lando is pansexual. And it's like, oh, but that's not going to be in the movie. It's just people saying that, like writers saying that afterwards. And they're like, you're taking a page out of the book of the J.K. Rowling book of representation. And it's just like, I don't like, okay, but I know this this is not an equivalence. I'm not saying it's an equivalence. I'm just saying I don't don't like this thing of now our creators – and especially our writers mm. have more of a direct line to their audiences yeah. with social media. Yeah. If you feel like something's important, yeah. you don't want people questioning something or you want people to believe it, you don't just put it on social media. Mm. Then it's like a freaking headcanon and it's not yeah. the same thing as putting it there. It's if you think like, of course she's going to be alive. We're not going to kill her off screen. It's like we don't trust you to do that. Yeah. We don't. And I, wanna, yeah, I mean, yeah. the thing is, I never thought you'd kill her off screen. I thought you'd kill her in a flashback. In a flashback, yeah. yeah so. But the fact that, as you said, Clark wouldn't care to ask. Yeah. And you're like, well, of course she's still alive because Clark didn't even bother asking. No one bothered telling her. It's like, that's <laughs> yeah. reverse logic, yeah. you know? All right. Now let's get into the episode that apparently we liked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. 
I was really happy while I was half drunk yeah. with it. <laughs> Maybe I need another shot of whiskey. <laughs> to be clear, I did not take shots at a work event. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So let's get into our recap. So we have Miller saying goodbye to Jackson. Um, he's leaving, uh, and you know, they have a nice little moment. Mm-hmm. Um, then, uh, Basically, Clark and Bellamy are both trying to get Miller's attention, and he's just like, I'm walking away from you. Octavia told me not to say anything, and we are one crew. Yeah. Um, But he eventually says that they're going to, you know, oh, actually, he doesn't say it. They realize that they're going to go to Eden, Shallow Valley or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Um, And Clark is like, uh, well, I thought it was interesting. Miller says, Clark, you can't just do whatever the hell you want anymore. Uh She wasn't (laughs) even the person who was like, first off on team whatever yeah. the hell we want yeah so i thought it was kind of funny that that yeah. was there's your callback yes. to season one <laughs> there it is i did enjoy it because I, I also think i actually thought the delivery of that was good because it was a it was a callback but he wasn't like too winky about it if, you know he was serious yeah, yeah yeah um uh but clark tells him she knows the path and she knows about the sandstorm so he's like okay i better tell octavia um, but Octavia does not want to listen to Clarky. Surprise, surprise, guys. I did <laughs> not see this coming. Um, she basically is like, hey, if there's even a chance, we're going to do it because we're one crew and we are badass motherfuckers. The wind hasn't met us yet. <laughs> um, so uh, Bellamy tries to block her and try to talk her, you know, and change her mind. But he everybody... doesn't even try to talk her out of yeah. it yet. He's first just like, wait, and then just guns get pulled on him and no time flat yeah so that was scary yeah and he references later he's like was everybody just about to kill me for getting in her way not even like (laughs) doing anything yet just standing in front of her (laughs) okay wow definitely i think that was an interesting way of of showing like yeah you know know, yeah that was well done i like that and i like that he references it again yeah later so they talk more about it um clark's like the sea route might be the shortest but it has razor blade glass storm (laughs) that should have been the name of the episode razor blade glass storm (laughs) that sounds like an anime title (laughs) um uh but kara's like our rations won't last us any uh won't last us to be able to do any longer route Mm -hmm. so we have to do this which I at least appreciate that that was like somewhat of a, it wasn't just where one crew blah 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 like we they had go to the fastest yeah, route. yeah. it was yeah. they had a reason especially I do like the fact of like Kara being logical and helpful sometimes yeah. oh my god Kara in this episode we'll get into it more we'll get there <laughs> um, Dan we liked this episode <laughs> <laughs> I liked the episode I didn't like Kara right <laughs> um, Octavia says we need the valley to live and we'll fight for it. Um, so then Bellamy and Clark are like, oh boy, things are getting crazy up in here. Bellamy says, six day hike through Sandstorm country with a gladiator cult. What could go wrong? Guys, um, my sister's a gladiator leader. I don't know what to do about it. He has more of a Batman voice than a like, well, country bumpkin voice. I don't know what that was. That's your country bump. That's you think that's a country bumpkin? I don't even know what that was. This is the first I've ever experienced anything like this. I'm questioning a lot of things right now. Bellamy and Clark head out with the crazy people. Then we cut to Allegius, or the Allegies, as I put it. <laughs> um, they're walking them crossing the desert from their eye in the sky. Um, I kind of like that. Yeah. 
I like them in using technology for their advantage. Yeah. Especially since everybody now is just so like deprived of it. We've yeah. always had someone tech savvy, so I still like that difference yeah. of yeah. of that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> um yeah, and so Dioza calls them fanatics like we had seen in the trailer. Uh, and she's like, we can't like underestimate them. They're like They're willing. fanatical, yeah. 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 After what she saw in the bunker. And I mean I'm 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 really glad just to wrap this up. I'm really glad that it seems like a lot of the trailer stuff yeah. is being just ticked off in these episodes. Yeah. Like we're really not seeing a very a lot of the very like noticeable moments in the trailer yeah. are now just taken care of. Yeah, I actually have been considering going back and rewalking that to see what else is still there, but maybe I won't. I feel like that might not be yeah. as fun. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do know there's at least some stuff that's in the the upcoming episode. Oh, I, I yeah. know. I'm just yeah. saying a lot of the big stuff. So, um, so McCreary's like, let them come, uh, and Dioza's like, well, this is the only valley left. I don't so know that this, we should fight here. This is what I mean. Like, she seems like the only smart <laughs> yeah person who is an antagonist to our people. Yeah, like Shaw is not trying to be as much of an antagonist, and yes, he's smart, but yeah. there's no one else like Dioza which yes it helps her stand out but it also is like so truly they're only really dumb criminals (laughs) sent into space okay um I will say at this point I think I might be enjoying Dioza more than Octavia which is interesting I'm Uh, not surprised by that like I it can be hard watching Octavia be antagonistic to characters we like and agree with whereas Dioza's motivations are so separate and alone we don't have this baggage with her that well, and also can... she just seems more clear-headed and yeah. like she might be ruthless, but like that's the thing is like She's it, not if she was in charge of non-ridiculous evil people, I would be on her side of the war. <laughs> you know, like yeah. if she had a normal human army that weren't just like a bunch of psychopaths. Who like <laughs> death metal, yeah. yeah. Well, but that's the point even yeah. in her mind. So yeah, exactly. so yeah. this is good. Yeah. 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 Um, so I lost my place. Dioza tells Shaw, get those, get me those damn missiles. So I can blow them up. That's the person I like. Uh, <laughs> uh, then they, we have Dioza and McCreary alluding to having banged on the rock. Cause. Banging on the rock. Cause let's make, let's, <laughs> let's just take care of that question yeah. right off the bat. Well, makes, Not right off the bat. I mean, everybody had kind of seen a, like a little bit of hint of that earlier yeah, in the show. Like I'm not surprise but i kind of the real surprise will be if it turns out they didn't sleep together you know what i mean like if somehow that illusion wasn't actually talking clearly did i know but i mean the thing the thing that i like about that kind of thing is it just adds a little bit of color because i don't think they're ever gonna like be a ship quote unquote you know they're never gonna like be in love or no so i just or i don't even think they're gonna show them being fuck buddies again honestly yeah i just think it it adds like a little bit of color to their connection i I'd be fine with that if not for the rest of the episode, honestly. Oh, you're talking about the stuff with them with Kane and Abby? Yeah. Which we'll get back to. Yeah. Okay. We will talk about that later. Yup. Banging on the rock. All right. So That's the title of your sex tape. <laughs> Brooklyn Nine-Nine has been saved, everybody. Um, Diosa watches the Allegis partying to metal. Uh, he goes, you are not safe. There's an army who's willing to fight to the death for this place. You've been here for two hours and are already desecrating the only place left. Uh, you have one day to get used to your new reality. Training is in the morning. Because I'm a Navy SEAL. Okay. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I thought that was all pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and I do like the idea that they are having her realize maybe my people just they're not the best people. Just <laughs> they've been in cryo expecting yeah. to come home to a reality they're familiar with. Yeah. I'm ready for this new reality. Like she just yeah. got there and was like, OK, let's focus and let's be smart. And yeah. clearly no one else. No one else is on her level. Yeah. Get on her level. So. Guys. <laughs> so that's just kind of the thing of like why I'm really liking her. She is being smart. Yeah. But it's going to I feel like this is going to be frustrating. <laughs> yeah. So Kane and Abby are in Clark's house. They see the Maddie drawing, but they don't know who it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Abby's like, man, wouldn't it be great to be her grandma? Yeah. Her <laughs> not drug addicted grandma. <laughs> uh, Dioza brings Vincent the crazy man. It's, it's not Vincent. Isn't? No, it's Vincent. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what the subtitles were oh, showing. Oh, I didn't see that because I was writing notes. Yeah. Oh, uh, Vincent. Vincent. It's oh. the way that names are different All in the right. future. But, but he's from normal time. No, it's like 2050 when they leave, isn't oh, it? Oh, in 2050. Yeah, we, things we are start crazy. Mis- we start misspelling Vincent. <laughs> All right, I'm calling him Vincent. That's fine. <laughs> um, So he is. he has the demon. He's collared in case the demon comes out. I'm being more silly about I mean... I thought it was good. I thought... He, I mean, the performance was good. It was... I, I was half like, oh, he's creepy and half like, oh, this is stereotypical. Um, but even then, yeah. he's like more than just a regular serial killer. Yeah. It seems like you're the fact that he's like, I have a demon inside of me. And then yeah. like he can't help it. That's not that's not that typical, is uh, it? I don't know. He felt like, like a Gotham villain or something. OK, well, I <laughs> have blocked out that show from my memory. So. Or even like someone I'd see on Arrow or whatever, you know, just, I suppose. I don't know. But he was fine. He was a good actor. Yeah, I liked it. the actor it. was good. Um, Kane is trying to protect Raven and Murphy. Oh, I forgot. Abby tries to get her pills, but Dio's is like, uh, no, girl. You don't need those. Yeah. And um, Prove yourself. Yeah. Uh, Kane offers Intel Octavia, but Dioza doesn't trust traitors, which I thought was good. Um, and then, yeah, we have like Vincent trying to steal a scalpel and all that crazy shenanigans yeah that's what we call guess what <laughs> what this actor is on six episodes of arrow <laughs> of course he is and who does he play someone named victor oh victor and vincent <laughs> not yeah okay i just had to know if he was on gotham at some point but no he was he was an arrow all right not not to diss the actor work is work anyway yes. <laughs> and not to diss people who like arrow but... <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I have watched way too much of that to yeah. be snarky. All right. Tell me what's up next. I lost my place. I was busy Googling. All right. <laughs> Octavius people are eating rations. Oh, there we go. Yep. Um, the rations. Yes. That we're definitely not going to look too closely at. Yes, because that would be not a good choice because their favorite thing is to say all of me for all of us, which can either mean cannibalism or communism. Pick your favorite. I mean, my family isn't the biggest fan of communism, so <laughs> I guess I'm team cannibalism. It's the only option. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, to, to me, I mean, yes, there there is like a communist idea of like, we're in it for the co- collective good. Um, you know, it's not about the individual. It's about us as a one crew together. Um, but on the I other mean, hand, it's like use every part of the cow. Right. Well, just the thing with communism, communism is like collective ownership and no one is like, yeah, 
above that in that yeah. sense but this is like collective survival yeah. so it it's a I mean, little isn't, different isn't at all of it about collective survival i suppose yeah. i suppose you're right ultimately at um, the end of the day aren't aren't we all just each other's cattle yes okay. we're all just sheeple okay clark is <laughs> impressed by octavia <laughs> Right, back on subject. Um, uh, she talks about how they're strong and they're unified. I can see why my mom was terrified, but you got to admit it's impressive. This is one of my favorite parts of the episode. Mine too. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yeah, Clark being it. That's the thing. I guess wish that Octavia would would do the opposite. He did at least later in the episode thank Clark, which was good. Right. Um, but yeah, I really like. It really shows you why Clark is such a great character is that she's able to admit other people's strengths and like. She's not, you know, she's able to see both sides of the situation. Mm -hmm. And I feel like throughout this episode, she's sort of, she's seeing what, what Bellamy's doing in, in his interactions with Octavia. And she's like, I get where you're coming from, but but uh, maybe you're going a little too far. And you think about how uh, Octavia is a crazy person now. No, it's not just that. It's like, she's been through a lot. Yeah. And you're still looking at her like you're her big brother. Yeah. And you're taking care of her. But she... No. Despite what you may think, yeah. she got these people here. Yeah. She lost 400 of her people. Yeah. And that's a third yeah. of who they started with. So you have to give her some respect. You may yeah. not like it, but you have to respect it. Yeah. And I respect it, yeah. Yeah. even though I don't like it. So yeah. so I like that because yeah. they have had so many, you know, they're, they've had a tense relationship. They yeah. didn't hug mm -hmm. when they saw each other. Clark so and Octavia. Clark and yeah. Octavia. So it's this thing of... of of an observer. Like yeah. she gets to be more of an observer yeah. of Octavia's behavior. Well, that's the thing that's interesting is we talk so much, obviously we're going to get into the head and the heart later, but like, I do feel like in a lot of ways, Bellamy is being the heart in this episode and Clark is being the head, just like always. That's what I mean yeah, of like, like, there's, this doesn't feel different. Yeah. Really. Clark, is, Clark is being the like, you know, uh, what's the word? I'm like the sterile observer of, yeah. oh, logically, yes, this is a little bit worrying, but let's talk about the good parts of it. And he's like, oh my God, my sister. Like, <laughs> you know, like. Gladiator cult. No. <laughs> yeah. No. It, and you could say, oh, but she's being the heart because she's trying to get back to Maddie. Yeah. It's like, but the way she's getting there is typical Clark yeah. in a good way. Yeah. So. Yeah. And she's always cared about people. I don't know. Yeah. Bellamy asks Clark how she survived alone, and she says she wasn't. She had Maddie, and there's, like, what's being left unsaid. And the thing is, a lot of people are wondering, when is the shoe going to drop of her having been radioing him every day? Um, Sometime after this kiss at the end. Yeah? You think, what, do you mean at, like, the end of, oh, you mean at the kiss of Echo? Yeah. Okay, I thought like you were the, talking, like, the kiss at the end of the season. No, okay. no. I mean, um, like, hey, look, we're building this up again. Yeah. I think the radio thing won't come out until like the penultimate episode of the season no, or something like that. No, no, no. Yeah. Based on how things have been going lately, I think they're going to take care of it earlier than we think. Okay. I'll be interested. Yeah. Um, all right. So I do so want to yeah. Yeah, throw, I mean, we're being, we're being very glib this episode. We really are. But um, I, I do think that, I do think that everything with Clark and Bellamy was pretty strong this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Other than my, you know, our jokes referring back to Head in the Heart, yeah. this is a great, uh, like I said, this episode is very much about pairing people off. Yeah. And I enjoyed them being paired off in this way. Yeah. I enjoyed they're, it more than last episode, yeah. their relationship. They're doing a good job of building them together and, and giving them conversations and 
I, I absolutely yeah. love their dialogue yeah. together and what they're saying to each yeah. other and about the situation yeah. around them. I'm on I'm on board yeah. with it. And I mean, you know, even beyond just, you know, like shipping or whatever, their chemistry as actors is, you know, undeniable. That's exactly yeah. it. That's well, I enjoy watching them together. Yeah. I I in so many different ways. So, yeah. yeah. Um, then we have another fucking amazing moment, which is Indra talking to Octavia. She says, your brother loves you. And Octavia's like, love no one you know, and no one can hurt you. And Indra's like, I love you. Does that make me weak? Ba-bam. I loved that. That delivery was great. That, that you know, dialogue was great. Um, and, and Octavia's response yeah. is just, I would never say that to you. Yeah. So I would never call you week yeah and i loved but, the extra level of gaia being she's like oh gaia's teachings and stuff. yeah i thought she was past this yeah which i think is interesting because so obviously this is a line that we've heard from lexa in the past mm -hmm. so it seems like gaia from the flame keepers yeah it's, probably, it's like a flame keeper idea mm -hmm. um and what they sort of teach their commanders and stuff um the the thing is that you cut off is yeah. that octavia actually says i would never say that to you seda yeah, I forget what that means. So I am pretty sure I was trying to find it earlier in one of the hundred like Wiki wikis yeah. for Trig, and I couldn't find it for whatever reason. All right. But it, I think it just means like commander or mentor or something like that. Definitely like, not commander. No, no, no. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. But like teacher, maybe teacher. I mean, Indra was the leader of her village, yeah. so of Tree Crew. So yeah. you know, I think that just by context is like. I may be in charge of one crew, but I'm still your pupil. Yeah. So I would never say that to you and disrespect you that way. Mm -hmm. So she's almost conceding a little bit. Yeah. I, and I mean, that's part yeah. of what makes it so good. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I mean, I want. why don't we talk a little bit about, about Octavia? Because they've definitely sent her off the deep end, but I, I think that they're doing a pretty good job of balancing things. Mm -hmm. But the thing is that's, that I think is interesting is... I think he's pre-definitively pre in villain territory at this point. Do you disagree? No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, because the thing is, like, even what Clark is saying, right? He says the whole thing about how she kept them together. She, you know, she made them strong. She helped them through the tough times. You know what that reminds me of? What? Hitler. <laughs> like, hmm. You know, honestly, if you think about it, it's like a lot of dictators became dictators because at first they made things a lot better and so people were willing to s let them let things slide because of how helpful that leader was yeah um and yeah so it's people uh, you know. come to people who come to power and a lot of a lot of the time during economic strife or yeah. other anxiety they are they can have very extreme views. Yeah, they, yeah, <clears throat> they can. Yeah, and they can uh, make people come together in a way against certain ideas, and you know, be unified under a strong, powerful, you know, despot, whatever you want to call it. You know, so just something I want to throw out there. I definitely think he's in villain territory at this point. Well, here I wanted to explore this a little bit. I wish you brought this up earlier so I could have done a little bit more research. Yeah. But apparently, the Roman salute. Mm -hmm. is something that was then adapted into the, you know, the Sieg Hail, yeah. like Hitler, yeah. Nazi salute. So I'm just saying that Interesting. we have we have some subtext here yeah. as well yeah. of, of that. And maybe there's more to explore there, but we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I mean, the question I have then, too, is... I mean, I'm saying, obviously, she's in villain territory, but this is the show that's like, there are no good guys. 
I, I guess, I mean, ultimately, where do you, we haven't really talked about, like, where do you lie on this idea, on this philosophy idea? Like, do you- Of one crew? No, I'm talking about the greater philosophy idea of are, there are no good guys. Is he a villain when you are, when you're living in a world where, you know, everybody's just kind of fighting for survival? Is he worse than Clark? Is there such a, is there a worse than Clark if, you know- to me, it feels like, to me, intrinsically, it feels like she is. But in some ways, it's like, what has she actually done that's worse than Clark? She just feels like, she just feels like she has She's those... more openly threatening yeah. people, I suppose. Yeah, but I mean, Clark was going to just kill 23 people. It, it just, I think it's just that the, in some ways, it's a lot about how the symbols around stuff and the way that we, the way that they depict the character more, make influences you some ways even more than what the character does well let's put it this way just maybe this isn't what you want to go for but at the end of the day clark was planning on killing 23 people she had no idea who they were they didn't mean anything to her yeah whereas the people octavia is having killed by the arena in those matches they were people who she lived with for yeah. like years and years and years yeah. and it's still happening because they are perceived as yeah. a blight. I think ultimately though, to me, it's all about like, it's, it is all about the relatability thing, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's, you can't really, I can't put myself into like Clark's shoes in the same way that I can think about Octavia in modern terms or in historical terms where he, he, has like the signifiers of a tyrant. Mm-hmm. And so therefore he feels like a villain. Right. Whereas Clark doesn't have any, there's no, there's nothing that I can put her in, in the, you know, there's nothing that I can connect her to real life to be like, oh, you're a bad whatever because her situation a, y- is, is yeah. so specific. And she's been such a sacrificial lamb in so many ways. Mm-hmm. Mm, maybe not that that might be a bit much of saying that, but she, she was willing to martyr herself yeah. for her people. So it's like, that gets you cookie points of like, <laughs> Then you took care of a kid. Like, you know, that feels more giving. It feels they're both taking care of people. Yeah. But one feels intrinsically better than the other. Yeah. And yeah, I think the thing is that she seems, the other thing, Octavia just seems power, power mad at this Mm -hmm. point, that she's barely taking what people say to heart. She's just fighting forward and it's all about violence. The thing is that ultimately, though, she is right. Like, that's the only valley and like they're a bunch of, you know, I'm going to protect my people versus these crazy people who blasted my people with a giant And tried ray to kill gun. me. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, he's not necessarily, I, even the gladiator battles, I wouldn't necessarily say he's like completely doing something villainous. Mm-hmm. It's just more about the attitude and the way that she's the actress is carrying her that i feel like the show wants me to think she's villainous and especially because she's so at odds with the people that we are connected to yeah um more connected yeah. to i yeah the, i keep expecting her to make a more clearly villainous turn yeah but it might be extremely subtle yeah. and just we'll just get there well the thing is we know next episode is when she finds out about maddie and that's the right. thing is it's like that's to me like a very clear thing of like being you know an emperor or whatever it's like oh someone else is a claim to the throne that's true and that will like, be the deciding point of yeah is she how she's going to try and get maddie away from clark or what else she's yeah but even do. even that's going to be interesting because there's complexity there of like okay yeah he'll probably go too far with whatever she does to try to probably kill maddie but at the same time from her perspective she can go 
I'm the one who can keep one crew together. I'm the one they need. And logically, I'll probably do better than this little punk kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like to a certain degree. Here, I know this is jumping ahead and I, I didn't yeah. read that far in your recap. But yeah. but Matt even says Octavia is my favorite. Yeah. So Maddie is already kind of halfway there to a relationship, a perceived relationship yeah. with Octavia. Yeah. And whatever Octavia does with that influence. Yeah. And what Clark tries to stop yeah. or do with it, that's where we're going to take a turn. Yeah. I think. Yeah. A fight for Maddie's soul. <laughs> All right. So maybe Maddie will be the Darth Vader to Octavia's Emperor. Or her Kylo, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> uh, where are we? Miller and the Worm Boy. Oh, yeah. Willard comes back with Worm Boy. I think. Why can't we just call him Worm Boy? That's his official title. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Maybe that's what it means, what Oblika means. Yes. Worm Drake. Boy. They, his parents were very prescient. <laughs> they were from the Bug Clan. I don't know. Um, so then I wrote, Kara's the new Titus, annoying at every moment possible. <laughs> and a head tattoo. Uh, yeah, so basically she's like, nothing's wrong with the rations. Don't look at them. <laughs> okay. Your impressions today, fantastic. Thank you, dear. Thank you, dear. I've yeah. been working on that one. Mm-hmm. That's my my great Kara impersonation. Oh my god! Let's uh, get back on. So topic. the worm. They find out the worm came from the sand, um, and Clark's like, "We have to go back. You know, we can't keep you know going into this worm country." We're stuck between a sandstorm and a worm storm. Yeah. So what do you think about, obviously, we for so long, people had been thinking that aliens were in this season on a lot of ways. Us because, too. Yeah, a lot of ways because of this worm thing. Like, I think a lot, and a lot of it had to do with we wanted to believe that because yeah. we've seen weird radioactive creatures and stuff on the show before. Well, it's been a while. That's but. true. But also... On top of that, it feels more sci-fi if yeah. they come from space. Yeah. And, and they're sick. So it's yeah. like, oh, there must be this thing. Let's put two and two together. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is it's kind of, I mean, the reveal of what the sickness is so far is kind of a letdown, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's also like, could it still be infectious? Could it still be an alien parasite thing? Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think so. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean... I, I still believe that we'll get to another planet before the show is over, probably next season. Yeah. And we'll see what happens as far as aliens and stuff at that point. But yeah, at this point, I don't think we're going to have aliens this season. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, I'm inclined to believe that. Yeah. I'm not disappointed by the worm thing. I'm I actually just think, like, yeah, the worm thing was cool. I'm, I'm glad it subverted our expectations. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was cool. It was well, you know, the... the imagery the special effects everything i thought worked out well it was creepy this was i think the the horror and the comedy of this episode were both on point yeah yeah Yeah. um so octavia said she'll kill worm boy if he's not better by the morning i do want to say just very quickly i kind of wish it was a little grosser oh really i was expecting a little bit more grossness okay not gross enough for you we'll get to the cannibal episode maybe that'll maybe that'll satisfy me (laughs) all right read this email all right this is from chris yep did either of you draw the connection to season one when Octavia said to end Worm Guy's pain after the allotted time? In season one, she was pleading with Bellamy slash Murphy to keep Jasper safe, even though he was in major pain and was annoying people with his screams. Now Octavia wants to relinquish any sign of weakness, even if they could have saved his life. I even think that her line is 
very close, if not exactly the same as a Bellamy line from those early episodes as yeah. far from what I can remember. So yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And if you want to be part of the show, you can do so by emailing like they did over at the100pod at gmail.com. We forget a lot of things. I forgot that that was a thing that happened in season one. Yeah. Remind me of stuff, <laughs> people. Yeah, no, I think that that is very interesting and it definitely shows how she's how her arc has shifted. She was so different at the beginning. Oh, yeah. And I think it's definitely worth saying that she probably has changed more than almost anybody else on the show. I think you're right. And I think that's one of the best parts of her character. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe, maybe Kane, but a lot of his arc really just happened in season one. And then it's been kind of just a fluctuating little blubble since then. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The little blubble? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Octavia's changes happened relatively early, too. It's just the ex- they went yeah. to a further extreme. Yeah. yeah. Um, so then we have McCreary, Torchin, Raven. Torturing, not torching. He's torching her. Well, that he was, be... was going to try to, sort of. He put Kinda. water on her face and was going to electrocute her. Yeah, like mini waterboarding and then. I mean, that basically caused an explosion, right? If, you, if, if No, I'm saying if you have water and Oh, oh, sorry. I thought you said it already did. No. I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you don't about. remember when Raven's head <laughs> popped <laughs> off? <laughs> sorry. I think it would just burn her a lot more and could stop her mm-hmm. heart. Yeah. Um. So he's going to try to do that. Shaw stops him. That was hard to watch, but it was, yeah. it was a different kind of hard to watch than when he was torturing Clark. Well, I think that Raven just did such a great job of, of looking defiant and all that. Yeah. Um. I just think Lindsay's great, and I think that they did a great job with Murphy and her in this scene, and yes. Shaw, and their dynamic with Shaw was great too. Right. So then they have Mur- they bring Murphy in, and uh, McCrary threatens to kill him. Uh, Which gets, one of you killed Kodiak? My buddy Kodiak. We we remember the gay old times we had at the patio. <laughs> <laughs> um, Sean pulls, and uh, not Sean. <laughs> I was Shaw. about to say what? <laughs> Shaw pulls a gun. I wrote this really badly. Yeah. <laughs> I said Shaw pulls a gun on Shaw. Shaw pulls a gun on McCreary and tells him to leave them alone. Man, can you imagine how that would go? McCreary, I'll do it. I'll do it. (laughs) He'll be like, great. (laughs) Uh, McCreary says, I may not be able to kill you, but uh, you don't need your legs to fly, which I thought was a good line. Yeah. Good creepy McCreary. Good old creepy McCreary. Old graveyard McCreary. Yep. Um, Raven and Murphy ask each other if they're okay. That's nice. And they're nice. And I like them. Uh, <laughs> Shaw reveals he's the one who locked the weapon system. And, and Raven is pissed. Yeah. I mean, they're both pissed. Yeah. But when Raven is angry, that's a little bit more than when Murphy yeah. is angry, right? Basically being like, you, you need this to save your own ass. Um, yeah, you let them torture us for nothing to save your own yeah, ass. Yeah, so they are pissed off. And Murphy's like, well, but he also saved my life. So I mm. don't know. Um, and Shaw, um, Shaw wants to say, he's like, we tell them that Raven came clean and unlocked the missiles. At least that way, you know, you guys get to live. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Raven's like, or, or we could do my smarter thing. Because I'm um, always thinking. Yeah. Always. <laughs> She's like, you're not one of them. You're going to help us. Um, and she says, trust me, Murthy, you're going to like my plan more. This is just Raven. She's a beautiful, beautiful woman who does such beautiful things and makes me a happy camper. I just love, remember I that, love everything. Remember those gay old times on the patio? <laughs> <laughs> With you and Raven? Was I there? Could I be there? Like, I want to be, be there. Gay old times. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I have no complaints about this scene whatsoever. Yeah, very good. 
Um, then we cut over to Abby. Wow, I like your line here. Abby is a mess and tries to keep working. Like well, everyone is a mess who tries to keep working on this show. Abby's, I almost got a uh, talking to Kane. He goes, I almost got you killed and you killed someone because of me. So I at least like that he's acknowledging the reality. But it's also um, seemingly like, and this is why I want to keep self-medicating. <laughs> uh, Dioza comes in. Um, Abby tells her about the black spots. Um, Dioza gives her the previous records from the old doctor that McCreary killed because he wasn't moving fast enough. Basically, we find out that he was testing Abby because he's like, we need to have a good enough doctor and not just a random doctor. Um, and, you know, you pass the test. <laughs> Maybe that's why they didn't take Jackson. Yeah. They knew he was just a random doctor. <laughs> uh, Kane points out that there are good, useful people in one crew. Um, and Dios is like, there's an army coming. Do you think we should invite them for tea? And then Kane's like, I don't know. Do the murderers and thieves you surround yourself with drink tea? <laughs> Very nice lines. Those great exchange. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, McCreary tells Dioza about Shaw. And we found out that Murphy escaped um, and he's found by Echo, which is cool. Mm -hmm. Um, And Echo points out that Kay and Appy are there. So Bellamy must have opened the bunker and she's worried about him. I like, you know, obviously I wish we were getting more from Echo, but at least I like that you could tell that he was worried about Bellamy and all that. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so then we have Murphy meeting Maddie for the first time. He says, who's the Hobbit, which is another phenomenal line. Really enjoyed that. Um, And Maddie sasses him back, saying, I thought you would be funnier. (laughs) But Octavia's my favorite, so, like, whatever. Technically, that's later, but yes. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, my God. I lost my place completely. This is when they're not even in the rover yet. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah. that's how he knew she was a hobbit? Yeah. I thought it would be just because she can barely see over No, the... like, he's like, we have to go to Bear Cave. That's where the rover is. Right. Yeah. Um, Man, I really was half asleep <laughs> slash drunk. <laughs> um, okay, so Murphy's like, we need to warn Bellamy about the missiles. Um, and then we cut back to Shaw. He says, I let Murphy go and she unlocked the missiles. Um, but don't worry, he's collared, so we can bring him in now, or we can let him lead us back to his friends. So this was an interesting thing, because obviously this made Shaw look great, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I got the missiles back, I'm gonna, you know, I tricked her into thinking I was letting Murphy go, and now we can get his friends too. Yeah. Um, how much of this is Raven's plan versus him adapting Raven's plan in his favor? Okay, so I'm not a hundred percent. I think it, I think it's him adapting Raven's plan to his favor. Yeah, because it would be a bit much if it was like. First of all, her reaction seemed very realistic yeah. of being angry. Second, Murphy didn't know that he was tethered, uh, and, tethered yeah. and proximity collar. It was Monty who said, yeah. "If they can shock collar, like if there's yeah. a proximity tether, they must be able to track him. There's GPS; they'll know where we're going." Yeah. So that wasn't something that Shaw told yeah. Murphy. That's something Monty figured out. Yeah. So, so I think it was, I think it was Raven's idea to let Murphy go so he could warn everybody. Right. But I think Shaw then adapted that. Yeah, because he didn't, I don't think he told them anything. I think that was real rage yeah. from Raven. And I, and what I was saying, it would be a bit much if he kind of like purely went along with everything two yeah. episodes, like trying to protect them two episodes in a row. Like yeah. I'm not quite there believing that. Mm-hmm. Frankly, I'm, I wonder if he's sick too. Mm, that would be interesting. I would kind of like yeah. that. I, I want, yeah, I like Shaw, but I yeah. like 
the gray area. Yeah, I don't I, want him to be just like just the, the only good boy this entire time. Yeah. It's just it would be just kind of boring yeah. if that was the so case. This is the end of of well, this is the end of Shaw and Raven together in the episode, right? Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about Shaw and Raven and and how you're feeling about them? Because obviously, I mean, the thing is, we're going to talk a lot of things about ships in this episode, and it's like so much of it is whether you're looking for the ship or not. Like it's hard to tell what is actually intended versus what like now you're you're on the edge you're on the lookout because of the kind of show it is and because right. of the way the fandom is and it's like okay i can see this becoming the beginning of a ship because they're starting out sort of antagonistic to each other but there's like mutual respect to a certain degree and it's mm-hmm. like how can that evolve or i could just be like well they don't like each other <laughs> so it's like um i could see it going either direction i could too but it's just it just feels Again, you're right. This just feels so pointed in that direction. Yeah. Like, is Raven going to choose between someone who's as smart and adept as she is like that? Or is she going to choose the bad boy who has a girl who's still pining over him and he might still be pining over? Like, it just feels like an almost inevitable choice. And I don't know how inevitable it actually is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Let's let's just throw in there so we can talk about this whole thing. The idea that Amori stays back with Murphy. Right. um, Which is a very sweet moment. Unexpected in some ways. I like the idea of them being, you know, alone against the world again to a certain degree. Um, And I I can only assume that they're going to end up being back with the, with the Allegius people because he's tethered. So it's like, they can't, they're going to escape, escape. catch him eventually. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, it's interesting. I'm really torn about this whole thing because I, you know, ultimately like feelings wise, my feelings, Mm -hmm. I want Raven and Murphy to work, but my brain is like, Raven and Shaw together make sense and Raven and uh, Murphy and Amori make sense because that's like the better thing to do, I suppose. I just, (laughs) I don't really want a love triangle between Raven and Amori and Murphy. That's what it is at the end of the day. Yeah. I, they set up in like, what was it? The second episode that she was living with. Uh, I think it might have even been the first episode. That Amori was living with Raven after she moved out of living with Murphy. Yeah. So I don't want them to fight over the same guy. I don't want Raven in another love triangle after her, Clark, and Finn back in the olden days. Like, it feels like if they do that, then the writer has just kind of, like, forgotten that Finn existed. (laughs) And that that was a thing. Like, Raven deserves better. I think they just got hit on the head and were like, this is the season of 20 love triangles. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, obviously I agree with you, but, but again, the feelings of, I want Murphy and Raven to work, but I, what I believe at this point as I believe they're not going to do Murphy and Raven because I think that they were thinking about doing that. They cut it from that episode we talked about right? and everything, everything since then, I think you can still read it as a strong plutonic friendship, platonic, platonic friendship. Um, and, uh, so I think that that's probably where they're going to go with it. And and that's the other thing is like, I feel bad rooting against that too. Cause I'm always saying we need more female male friendships that are just friendships right. on TV, but, but also they're adorable I'm, <laughs> and they're, they play they, soccer. <laughs> they are adorable. But for me, them being like really good friends of the Raven adorable. and the cockroach yeah. is just like, I'm so on board with that. Yeah. And it's not like so many things in the show have changed that yeah. I'm really okay with that being one of the things that 
doesn't yeah. change. And I feel like they could do a good job of Murphy and Amori getting back together. Like, yeah. I feel like that could be something because what we saw yeah. was them just always being on the same team. Mm. So and caring about each other. Yeah. So the fact that we're just getting on board of the situation, we're like, right there. She's angry with him. He's kind of angry with her. Like, yeah. let's watch them fight for their relationship. Yeah. I I think I would like that a yeah. lot too. I, yeah, I just for whatever reason I don't know why even I just don't really care about Amori that much. I, I feel bad for you. Yeah, I feel bad for you because <laughs> I want her to have even more because I feel like there's yeah. like Louisa is a really good underrated yeah. actress. I think on this show, I loved her stuff in season four when she but that wasn't had nothing to do with murphy right you know i mean didn't have nothing but the reason i loved her in that was it was nothing to do with murphy it was about the way she manipulated clark and everything yeah and Um, i thought that was great she was one of the highlights of season four in my opinion it was not my favorite season and i think that i want to see more of that yeah but her being nice and good yeah and she did a nice thing for murphy so just get on board with it all right i'm on board now (laughs) (laughs) so all right clark gives valmy props for not committing genocide (laughs) this is what we congratulate our characters on dude you so could have committed genocide and you were like and you didn't (laughs) you get a gold star (laughs) if they weren't burned by prime fire so (laughs) Um, so for that, but also for saving her and getting the Pandora's box open. <laughs> um, he said he that. He said that. I just threw he it in there. He said that. Yeah. Um, get it? Because it was the title of last week's episode. Yes. Do you get it? <laughs> so, I, you know, we're poking fun, but I actually thought I that was nice because she respects him and, and what he did. He respects her and what she did. And both just sort of, they see how great each other are. Um, and I thought that was nice. The thing is, I do, you know, her bringing up this again, and she also brings up the head and the heart. It, it comes back to what we were saying before. It's like, is what he did with with the um, cryo stuff and not killing them all, is that out of character for him? I feel like they're trying to paint this narrative of he just killed everything. And I'm well, like, I, I mean, I know he did the the thing with the grounders, but like... I don't think that that's like that was all like, he ever was. <laughs> no, and I I agree with you. Like he was on Team Pike. Yeah. And he just lost Gina. Remember, yeah. he cared about her. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, that was emotionally motivated. But I mean, because the other thing is, in some ways, don't you think that the head choice? was to kill all of them even murphy goes this wouldn't be a question if clark was here therefore implying that killing all of them and being heartless and just doing that for strategic reasons was the right choice and he says when he and raven are coming down to the decision of do we pull their plug or do we try something and try to live if they were being logical as as i think an email last week said they, sh- they should have pulled the plug. Like, yeah. it was emotional for them yeah. not to. Now, I the only argument I can think of in favor of this making sense is she has the head and the heart. And so it's kind of like his decision, obviously, was motivated by Echo. But the decision to not kill them but to use them was a kind of a combination of the head and the heart together. It's like right. his heart was saying, you know, I don't want to kill them all right now. But his head's like, okay, so how can I leverage that? And 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 do you get use it to yeah, my advantage? Use it to my advantage. So like he kind of he made the wise choice while also not having to make the heartless choice. Right. Um, I 
I just, I, I feel like I used to like this idea more than I do now. Yeah. And I don't like the idea of them saying this. Oh, and that's, I, I really don't. I don't either. And yeah. it's just, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels so heavy handed, especially yeah. since, and even when it did come up last, last season, yeah. we were like, they're not all this or all that. Yeah. It is both together. Yeah. And to say that one is firmly in each category feels a little ridiculous. Yeah. So we've never really been super on the team of yeah. one is the head and one is the heart. And that's the thing is, and I feel like our issues, for me, it's like a dual issue because on the one hand, I, I don't like the idea that they're saying it out loud because it just feels too heavy handed. But on top of that, I don't like that. It's like additionally like a weird ship thing. Yeah. I'm like, so it's a thing that I don't like. That's also like a ship thing. And so right. I'm like, uh, it makes you almost not like the y- ship. It may, well, it just makes me, it's like, we're, we're just saying ship words now yeah. that, like, are going to make people go ooh and ah. And I'm like, yeah, but why are you saying this out loud? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels, yeah. yeah. Again, I'm not against them being together. I yeah. just don't like things like this. It feels yeah. so, I don't know, gimmicky. Yeah. I, I, that's whatever. Sorry, um, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so then we have a sandstorm coming their way. Um, Octavia wants to keep going. Um, Bell starts arguing with her, um, and he's talking about how you're going to let one of your own dot die so much for one crew. Uh, (laughs) He's speaking against one crew, Dan. OMG. How dare he? Um, so Worm Boy has parasites come bursting on out of him. Um, it was cool. And it gets in Octavia's arm. It's like, holy shit. And they're shooting and there's things, the flashing light going yeah. crazy shit yeah that was bonkers uh clark cuts it out of oh while bell gets a call from monty he's like hey monty um i'm kind of in the middle of something that's what he said right dan <laughs> what is happening <laughs> have I... you been drinking <laughs> if only what the hell it's 2 30 in the afternoon <laughs> sober up <laughs> um uh, so he tells them about the, how the prisoners have an eye on the sky and they have missiles. They're back online. Yeah. Um, so, but Octavia's like, one crew does not retreat. We're taking the valley. And yeah, Bellamy's like, I think Bellamy uh, was the one who told them to retreat. I don't yeah. even remember if Clark was the one backing him Everybody's up, just like, yo, We should Octavia. go. <laughs> um, but then we have Shaw shooting the missiles at the tents. Um, uh, but we see that one crew holds against the sandstorm protecting Octavia from within and they're yeah. being slashed up by the glass yeah. yes but the thing is they're not just protecting octavia they're protecting bellamy and clark yeah so that so, impresses that impresses one bellamy blake but we'll get back to that mm-hmm. so kane wants abby to give him the pills but she's like nah dog and mccreary comes in and he has someone else take kane away so that he can be alone with abby Giving her with, hard eyes. With cra- with Krabby Abby, as I will call her. Oh. <laughs> McCrabby? <laughs> okay. Is that their ship name? I don't know. Can it be? Sure. McCrabby. Um, Abby realizes McCrary is one of the sick people. One of the sickos, as you <laughs> yeah. put it. He is a sicko. Yeah. Um, so uh, McCrary's like, can you save me? She's like, I don't know. Should I save you? Do, 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 do. 
Um, should we hold off on talking about this until we also talk about Dio's and Yeah, Kane? let's. I do um, want to say now we know why he's called Graveyard McCreary. Old Graveyard McCreary. Because <laughs> he has a bunch of crosses tattooed on his back. Has mm. he only killed Christian people? Well, is my that what my takeaway is? Do you think he has like a Christian heritage or something? I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't or if know. he's just like a crazy serial killer who puts a cross every time he kills someone. I mean, religion's a thing on the show. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. We've had this conversation. <laughs> Kane's brought to Dioza. Um, he and, thinks he's gonna, she's gonna kill him. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, did you kill Octavian? She's like, no. And he, they spotted, they spotted them, you know, hiding in the sandstorm. Um, she says, "Do you think an arm, an army of murderers and thieves would have followed me into a sandstorm?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> and, and he's like, "Can you stop, Abby, from uh, taking stop giving those her pills? the pills, please?" <laughs> and she's like, "The pill thing is between you and your wife." And he's like, "It's not my wife. It. She's not my wife." <laughs> <laughs> um, and. What is that? What's the next? Dioza thing? tells oh. about her life story yeah. of how she got to where she is. Yeah, and about how her own SEAL team came to try to kill her. They killed her dad. The she, way that she trained them to, just putting two bullets in yeah. his head, and that she heard it coming, so she put the knife to her own throat and she slit her throat. Yeah, but it wasn't enough. She should have put two bullets in her own head. Yeah. I really like that line. Yeah. That was an interesting thing for sure. I like I liked her backstory. I'm fascinated. Yeah. And by I like her. that she's the one who slit her throat. That's a cool revelation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like it, it, it makes her agency even more yeah. powerful. Like she was prepared to die for yeah. her cause and to die for her own like yeah. safety and now look at where yeah. her life has brought her. Yeah. Um so then, you know, Kane has his first tequila shot. It's a right. wacky. They're high not drinking tea. tea. Yeah tequila also has he just never had a drink before because he's like choking like a crazy motherfucker i mean there was a still in arcadia for like two seasons (laughs) so i mean i don't know does tequila really affect you to that degree versus other alcohol so different i don't know i feel (laughs) like i feel like moonshine made by jasper (laughs) is probably a lot harsher than tequila made probably in like a nice you know I don't know what they call places where they make tequila in Mexico, but I feel like something from a bottle is a lot better. Than I'm not sure that Kane ever partook in Monty's moonshine. <laughs> I choose to believe. Didn't we see him in the pilot drinking alcohol on Potentially. with that like, sexy woman like as, while he was he still evil? I'm just, I'm just saying that this was weird. I mean, <laughs> I know it was funny though. It was funny. So okay, so let's talk about the whole Kane, Abby, McCreary, Dioza. Shenanigans. Shenanigans, yeah. Um, so I read both as potential shipping things, and you disagree. I see McCreary and Abby more as a ship, potential ship. I than... mean, the other thing is, I guess we should maybe for this drop the word ship and just say fuck. <laughs> like you know, it's more like I thought that okay. I see them all as like, oh, a they're gonna couple. fall in love. Yeah, or you're right. You're right. Yeah. Good. Good point. Good yeah. point. Let's distinguish these things. Yeah. I yeah, I see I see drug addicted Abby and murder sadist sicko yeah. McCreary as way more of a potential coupling off. Yeah. 
uh, and physical relationship than I see that for Dioza and Kane. Yeah. Um, especially since Abby is very irritated with Kane right now. Yeah. So well, so what I read it as first of all, I you know, and I said to you off off air that I was like having a line like "Oh, your wife," and then him being like "She's not my wife." To me, is like in the same league of being like "Oh, the hostage taker and his girlfriend." It's like right. "Oh, we're pointing out like a ship thing here." It's like you know, it's like a. I don't know, like a sounding of the alarm. Yeah, like drawing a, attention yeah. to tensions or lack thereof in yes. a relationship. And directly yeah. after he says that, we have Dioza like pushing the tequila glass in like a dainty way like, towards him. I don't know if well, I call like, it dainty, dainty but like it's a like a feminine way. No, I didn't think she it was went, feminine. Like, she did it like underhand. She didn't push it forward. She did it like like yeah. You can't see our hands right now, podcast Sorry, listeners. yeah. I'm just trying <laughs> go, to... go rewatch that scene, podcast I, listeners, and you'll agree I with wouldn't me. call it a feminine way. I think it was, I'll just say, in a camaraderie kind of way. I, don't, I think it was a, a seductive but No, no, no. Let me, let me just put it this way. Yeah. I think that the, the potential fuck, so to speak, yeah. is that they start off as a working relationship. Yeah. Kane sees himself losing Abby. Yeah. McCreary and Dioza, like you said, they hinted at them doing something physical for each other. I could yeah. see Dioza being the aggressor, yeah. so to speak, and Kane just like maybe going with it. But the thing is, I see I don't see it going as far as them actually banging, banging the way I see uh, Abby and McCreary potentially yeah. doing that. Well, so That's all yeah. I mean. It's interesting to me because I... Uh, <sighs> It, it, this is it, it's an interesting season for me as someone who doesn't consider themselves a big ship person because they are putting these situations together that make me make my like shipping feels conflict with my brain <laughs> where I'm like brain wise I'm like I don't think I want any of these things to happen just let Kane and Abby be together right but uh, on the other hand I was like man uh, I actually think that that Paige had more chemistry with McCreary than I've ever seen her have with with Kane. You're insane. I personally, that's how I read it. And even and then I and I was like immediately intrigued by the idea of Kane and Dioza too. And I was like, man, well they're not married. Maybe we're gonna well, have the couple have the parents break up and have their own relationship. But part problem. of the reason it's intrigue intriguing is because the will they won't they but they will yeah. of Abby and Kane has already was, happened was uh, such a long time coming. And then yeah. it was kind of like, we saw it even before they saw it yeah. and we were seeing uh, like we were happy with it. Yeah. At least I was. And I thought they had chemistry and yeah. I like how they played off of each other. I'm not so, saying, oh, to be clear. I'm not saying that they didn't have chemistry. So like, I think Kane and Abby have like romantic chemistry. Right. I felt like McCreary and Abby had like hot chemist you know what i mean like uh, like that like and i've never felt like i like sexual charge between kane and abby personally yeah and I'm, i know that other people disagree with that but i i'm not saying they didn't have that kind of chemistry i'm just not on board like i don't really want to see i don't want that to add on to the other ships again yeah. if if really truly raven and amori and murphy are off the table yeah the way I want them to be yeah. as a love triangle, yeah. then fine, let's do this. Yeah. I just don't want a quadrangle over there, <laughs> yeah. another one over here, yeah. and and echo and, craziness. And echo craziness yeah. with uh, Bellamy and Clark. Like yeah. I don't want that. Yeah, I'm I, sorry. Yeah. No, I, I get what, and that's the thing is again, lo my logic is also like, do I actually want 
Abby to, and I was just complaining about Abby doing crappy stuff to Kane. Do I want her to cheat on him on top of that? No, with I don't. With a murderer. Yeah, exactly. No, I don't. With a serial murderer. But, but I also kind of do. <laughs> I mean, I, I get the fun that yeah. people see with yeah. McCreary. He's yeah. cheesy and like... The actors, Chewing the scenery. Fun. Yeah. He's fun. Yeah. And he he has that like sexy bad boy thing going on for yeah. him. But God, just yeah. I don't want this season to just be about Octavia and her gladiator cannibal cult <laughs> and love. Yeah. Like or banging. Or, or sex. Yeah. Cheating, but the love is involved yeah. in terms of yeah. like cheating on the people. Yeah, so yeah. I I have a I question for don't. you. Don't. I have a question for yes. you. Yes. A, how, part one, how likely do you think it is that Diosa could rape Kane? Interesting. Like, she could take advantage of him and getting him drunk and yeah. that. That would make her firmly a shitty, shitty person. Yeah. I'm just interested. Do I think they'll go there again? Fuck no. I almost wonder if they want to redo it. If they're like, oh, maybe, I think there's a possibility they're like, people had a point. Let's do an actual storyline about a man getting raped and like actually delve into it. And not make it gray area. Make it yeah. firmly be this is a thing that's happening. Yeah. I'm just saying, I think it would be, I'm not saying I want it to happen. I'm just saying it would be interesting. I feel like you, you could do that in a way that would be interesting. I would be worried about how drug addled Abby would handle that and whether that would be Well, like, the way I imagine it, as you said it, the way I imagine it happening is Abby... <sighs> Abby, oh God, Abby like trading sex with McCreary for pills. Oh yeah. I could, I don't know if they'd go there, but let's just say Abby and McCreary have a fucked up relationship where they fuck and she gets pills in return. Like I could yeah. see that being a thing. She cheats on Kane. Kane almost goes to Dioza. Dioza has been pursuing him flirtatiously yeah. Yeah. this time. And, and then, she and then she's the aggressor yeah. and he maybe like doesn't want it, but yeah. And maybe it goes to come like it happens but i actually see it happening as her like assaulting him but in but, that way and like yeah. physically you know like groping him whatever yeah. but nothing actually them yeah, not they don't have like sex, sex. right yeah i could see this scenario playing out yeah that would be a lot yeah it would be a lot it would be a lot and frankly i don't think that they're gonna be ballsy enough to go there i'm, I'm not saying i want to see here's it, the thing cause... is to me without a doubt and obviously you can disagree with me I think they very were purposely setting up something with these four people. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, what could that be? Because I honestly don't know what that, because like, I don't think that they're going to break up Kane and Abby. It wouldn't make sense for Abby to have sex with this murderer. Like, Maybe one of them's <laughs> finally going to die. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the other thing is that I never would have thought before this season they would break up Kane and Abby, but that's because they were more secondary. This season, they're like pretty dang prominent, more than I think they've been since like season one. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, maybe they will put them through like the ringer. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I'm interested to see what other people think about all this and if they right. think any of what we're saying is possible. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, you said that was part one. I don't even know. <laughs> Moving on. It was on. a lot. Yeah. That's a lot. We don't need a part two. Um, okay. Let's go back. So Let's back to the desert. Or like, like Becco. <laughs> um, I was gonna say Indra with glass in her yeah. lungs. That's not a minor problem. Yeah. Um, I, I think. Hope, don't kill Indra, please don't. Especially if she she was so great the last yeah. two episodes. But of course, that's how you would kill someone. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is the thing is I I do think at some point. Um, 
something huge is going to happen with Indra this season. Yeah, they're building her up to be yeah. way too, like, great. <laughs> I mean, and that's the thing is, I think one very possible thing is she's like the mentor, right? And having your mentor die could either throw her completely, Octavia completely to the dark side. Because no or, one would balance her out. Or or just like, oh, Dioza killed Indra. Now, right. I'm, now I'm not going to see anything besides murder. Right. Or uh, it could be her wake-up call. Um, I will say there is potential because Indra is so strong and yeah. logical. And while she's there to support Octavia, she's clearly doing manipulations yeah. Yeah. From behind her back. At which point will it go too far? And, and Indra and, attacks Octavia. No, that Octavia no. finds out and feels that Indra has been committing crimes against one crew. Yeah. Personally, and I kills think that's, her herself. Personally, I think that's the least likely option. I hope it's the least. That would be the one that I'm <laughs> yeah. least interested in seeing. I think it's more likely that, that Indra would kill Octavia than the other way around. Oh, that would be interesting. Yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. But I will have to say that... Uh, Octavia killing Indra could put Octa- could be the thing that firmly puts Octavia into villain category. Yeah. That's the thing, though. I feel like if if I, it, I think they very purposely didn't have Octavia kill Kane, and I think they very purposely wouldn't have Octavia kill Indra because if she killed either of those people, she is uh, he's irredeemable. Irredeemable. Yeah. But that's the thing. Maybe they want her to be irredeemable, yeah. and the thing is, she didn't kill Kane. Yeah. And. Indra tried to save Kane multiple ways. So wouldn't it kind of bring that all the way around for her to kill Indra? Yeah, maybe you're right. I think all options are on the table. I wouldn't be surprised by any of these things. Right. I'm I'm not either. Um, Meanwhile, Octavia finally says they should retreat since the enemy can see them. Um, Octavia thanks Clark for saving her life. That's a great thing. Good for that. Yeah, we discussed Um, that piece. Bellamy admits one crew is strong. And then she has her big villainous moment of, I'm glad you're alive, big brother, but if you ever speak out against one crew again, you're an enemy of one crew and you're my enemy. So it seems like they've resolved their tensions again. And, only and it turns out, to be like, no, we're doubling down on this. <laughs> well, I won't it's like, hesitate to kill you. Yeah, it's like, dude, like, thanks. And like, you're okay for now, but I'm watching you. <laughs> like, and the fact that you're my brother means nothing to yeah. me. Does not set you apart from yeah. the other people. Yeah. yeah. Um, then we have all the nice little reunions. The we rover have, appears. Yeah. Maddie and Clark was fantastic. I really, he's really cute running to her. I thought that was yeah. great. Um, I liked the little wave between Monty and Octavia. It was so awkward. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. In, in the trailer, you saw Monty. Like waving. Like, at, the thing yeah. is, I never read it as waving in the trailer. I thought he was like sun was in his eyes. No, I saw something. it as a wave. And oh. I was like, who could he be waving to? I thought he was like trying to get sun out of his eyes. No, I think I remember saying that it was him. I thought it was him waving to Clark. Uh, so I, I think that it's interesting that it was to Octavia. Yeah. Well, and her and her doing it back was was I kind of laughed because I was like, she's like being like dorky cute there. Well, so that's the thing. <laughs> Going from threatening Bellamy yeah. and you're like, she's hardened. And then Monty's yeah. like, huh? She's and like, she's oh, like, Monty. and she's just like, huh. <laughs> and you're like, oh right, she's this is a lot. Like yeah. she's not totally gone. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that. There's a softness still yeah. to her. All right, and then we have the big dramatic climax of Echo and Balmy kissing out of focus as Clark watches, and then we cut to Octavia, who's super pissed. She does not look happy. Yeah. Oh, and then it goes back to Bellamy and Echo looking at yeah. her, and then back 
to her. Yeah. So it, it it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. So we have a lot of feedback about this, so I'm mostly going to leave it to our, to our feedback to get into that into more detail. But I do want to throw out, I don't know if I've ever seen this before where you have a maker kiss be out of focus. I thought that was interesting. I right. mean, it really, like, in a very straightforward, literal way, shows you the focus of the scene. <laughs> you know, like. And it is not specifically... On Bellamy and Echo. Yeah. <laughs> Very They made the choice yep. on purpose yep. <laughs> to not put them in the focus yep. of their own reunion yes. and kiss. Yeah. All right. Oh. Um, so let's go into our feedback. Uh, if you want to contact us and be part of our feedback in the future, you can either uh, tweet at us at the100podcast, send us an email at the100pod at gmail.com, uh, leave us a little comment over the100podcast.com, or leave us a comment on my videos at youtube.com slash doing okay. That's okay. Not, it's just okay. There's no A-Y. The uh, letters O and K is D-O-I-N-G, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, please continue. Okay. So our podcast is brought to you by TV Time. <laughs> Why are you saying it like that? I don't know. I feel like I want to change it up a little all right, bit. All right. All right, so uh, on TV time, you can follow your favorite shows to build your personal TV calendar. Choose from your watch list to get notified when new episodes air. Like, The 100 is going on a week-long hiatus. TV time can let you know when it'll be back. Um, you can check out reactions from the fan community and find videos, articles, and podcasts. Like ours. Like ours about your favorite shows. Yeah. So thank you, TV Time, for yes. partnering with us. And speaking of thanks, thank you to everybody who's rated, us, rated and reviewed us on iTunes. We got a nice review this week. Uh, who was that from? Thank you for uh, to looking for the truth. Ooh. Are we your truth? <laughs> the <Thank> one you. <laughs> truth. Um, yeah, and please rate us and review us if you haven't already. That's a big help. And I'd like to, we are at 69 reviews right now. Uh, I'd like to at least be at 75 by our 50th podcast, which is only a few wow. weeks away. I can't believe we've done almost 50. I know, pretty crazy. Wow. Um, and the other thing I want to throw out, this is a new thing, and you might already know because depending on how you're listening to this right now, but we are now on SoundCloud for the very first time. Um, and you can find us at soundcloud.com slash the 100 podcast. And I'm still figuring out how all that soundy cloud stuff works. So, you know, if you have any questions or whatever, or things you want to help me with, maybe, with SoundCloud, <laughs> let me know on any of the things we just said. Um, but, Unexplored territory yeah. for us, despite but, being longtime podcasters yeah. now. <laughs> well, I finally decided to pony up the cash and actually pay for SoundCloud. So, right. Um, yeah. We're investing in this thing. Yeah, so I, I think that probably will make things easier a little bit if you're an Android user. And if you want, I'm going to tweet out the links on uh, Twitter there, too, and all that stuff. So hopefully that's helpful to people. Hopefully. All right. So let's get into feedback, which, like you said, is mostly about... The My God, situation. this is a lot of feedback. Yeah, yeah. People have... Wow. Did you know people had feelings about Bellamy, Clark, and Echo? I don't think I was aware <laughs> of this... Uh, as they think, I can't pull off, <laughs> I can't pull off snark regarding this. No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> like, all right. So the first one, this is a comment on your YouTube reaction mm -hmm. from Maggie Jolly. Monty seemed surprised too, didn't he? So Bellamy and Echo really were secretly dating on the arc? Why? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, this is what I've been thinking since the, since the premiere that they had been secretly dating. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
I guess. I mean, it must be pretty recent, right? Yeah, if Which, it took him three years to for, quote unquote forgive her. And if they've managed to maintain it as a lie. I yeah. feel like at most they can have been together for a few months, right? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm saying like six months probably. Yeah, maybe they just wanted to like see what it was. Maybe at first it was just banging or something. and I don't know. Maybe Bellamy doesn't want to be judged. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I don't know either. But yeah, it, I thought based on the lie of I just need to do another sweep and then yeah. going to Echo's room. Yeah. I thought that was enough to say that yeah, this was a secret. Yeah, I mean, maybe they were like, you know, guys, everybody's talking about Raven and, I mean, um, and Maury and Murphy's relationship. We just don't want people gossiping about us. Right, the four <laughs> other people yeah. who live here. Yeah. All right, and then over at Aggie, Angie, Angie, Angie44551 over on YouTube said, I still think Bellamy and Clark will end up together, and so romantic tension is to be expected. But I'm hoping they, the writers, won't do it at the expense of Echo's agency. I like Echo. She's had an interesting storyline, and I'd hate to see her reduced to a plot tool. Sadly, I think this is what will happen eventually. We didn't get to see any of Echo's redemption, nor her relationship with Balmy. And you know what? That what happens off camera isn't meant to last. It's usually <laughs> just a strategy to advance another storyline. So that sucks. Right. Yeah, I mean... We've been basically saying this from the beginning that we don't want her to be Gina 2.0. She is so much better than that. Yeah. The, I, I, I mean, I, I think we were both excited that Tasia was promoted to a series regular. And I don't want that to just be, hey, I'm here to make out with Bellamy in blurry fashion until I die. I don't just want to <laughs> be another uh, in the way in from in the fan, some yeah. fans perspective. I don't want to just be here and in the way of Clark and bellamy endgame yeah so yeah and it's just also like in addition to just like using her as a prop like that it's also just like not even an interesting way to use someone as a prop it's really not it's really not she has so much more of an interesting storyline and again we should remember octavia is pissed yeah so there's something there ultimately it did end focused on Octavia, and there was more time focused on Octavia's reaction than Clark's reaction. Right. So I think that's worth noting. But to a certain degree, I'm like, they're kind of having their cake and eating it too. Yeah. And I'm like, I, look, th- that wasn't the... It was just Clark being surprised. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. And Echo uh, not, and Echo is a little afraid of Octavia. They talked about that too. Ha, ha, yeah. ha. It's like, yeah. right. I am excited, though, because from the previews, it looks like both Maddie and Echo will have more to do next week. So I'm really hoping that, you know, they get their just desserts. I, I'm, I want more for them. Yeah. I'm ready to see it. That's yeah. uh, that's all I really yeah. want now. Like, I feel like I know where this is going yeah. in some ways. I don't know what's going to happen. again, I was sure that I knew what was happening with Nyla, and they proved me wrong. So we'll see. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I'm next, I, I had a tweet that I put out with a theory, and then I have a couple reactions to that tweet, and mm. I thought we could talk about this. Um, and I said, I have a new Echo theory that I'm hoping will come to pass. Rather than dying, Echo ultimately kills Octavia. She has no choice, perhaps always endangering Bellamy in some way. Bellamy understands but can't stay with the woman who killed his sister, so they break up. What, first of all, before we get into people's reactions to this, what is your thoughts about I this I like idea? this theory. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I think they're, I think it's funny that I feel like we spent a lot of this podcast thinking, so who's going to kill Octavia? <laughs> so, or like, what's going to, you know, what's her yeah. drama going to be? Um, I don't know. I, I think you're right that that would be 
very fascinating, especially since like, no, no, I want her to like me now. Yeah. I, I don't want to be that same person who tried to kill her yeah. when I was working with Roan. Like, so it would be kind of funny if, not ha-ha funny, yeah. but it would be very interesting Ironic. and it could be dramatic yeah. and, and powerful yeah. if she is the one who has to do it. So I, I would be interested in seeing this mm. probably more than seeing a lot of other things yeah. play out. Well, my other question to you generally is, do you do you want Octavia to die by the end of the season? Or do you think that's I a have, waste? I have a hard time imagining her making it out of this season alive. Yeah. So you do you think you don't think she deserves to be redeemed? It's as you said, she really hasn't done anything yet. Yeah, like super evil. No. Yeah. She made a choice of her leadership to try and get her people through it. That's yeah. and she's trying to do the same now by going to war against Dioza. Yeah. So I don't know if I'm I we are jumping just like too many steps forward yeah. here. Yeah, so we'll see. I I mean to a certain degree, I think it would be kind of in some ways shitty to have had this character people cared about for so long suddenly make them a villain and then kill them off. But because that's what we do on this show. We kill the village. <laughs> yeah. Also, on that note, I don't want Dioza to die this season. I want her to continue on. I'm with you. Yeah. I would like her to make it out of this season yeah. alive. I don't know. I just, here's the thing. We're talking about repeating ourselves a lot this season yeah. and going back to old territory. The oldest territory is Bellamy and Octavia being at odds with each yeah. other, isn't it? Yeah. So if they go on, as I believe they will, to another planet, yeah. In the future, uh, where I believe Allegis 3 yeah. is, and they we have people there, I don't really know how much more interesting stuff we can pull out of the Bellamy-Octavia relationship. Can't they just be friends? That, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. I don't Apparently think not. so. Apparently, does Jason have a sibling? Does Jason like, <laughs> hate his sibling or something? Sorry, I totally peeped that. That's fine. <laughs> I peeked the audio. That was hilarious. <laughs> Maybe he like absorbed a twin in the womb and they're like doing that stereotypical Maybe. thing of talking to him being like, if I was alive, I would kill you. <laughs> was his sister a gladiator? That's the real That's question. That's the real question. Uh, so AJ Workman over on, underscore. Underscore, over on uh, Twitter responded to my, my theory says, wow, would hate that. Uh, killing, in my opinion, the strongest female character they have, although it seems like they're working to ruin that as fast as possible. <laughs> For a more Bellamy man pain would probably make me give up on the show entirely. Bell Bellamy man pain? Yes. Should be his wrestling name. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I, I understand where Workman's coming yeah. from. But a I'm just AJ? not. AJ? How about AJ? Nope, Workman. <laughs> I'm still, I'm going to call him underscore. <laughs> <laughs> I understand where they're coming from. Um, another person says, uh, at the underscore unicorn22 says, or maybe Octavia will see the light at the end of the season, but Echo will go back to her dark old ways and her and Clark will sword fight. Clark then kills Echo as Bellamy walks in uh, on the fight. Or Maddie would kill Echo to save Clark. That would be a really good story for season six. Bad tension between Bellamy and Clark for sure. That would be another way to put things off there. It would be really... I never thought of the idea of Maddie killing Echo. That would probably be the most interesting way for Echo to die, in my opinion. Yeah. But I still don't really want Echo to die. No, no. I'm, I'm not super on board with Clark killing, I, I, killing well, Echo. I mean, one of the reasons that they got to that second idea of Maddie was me saying, I don't think Clark would win against Echo. I know she's been technically training for six years or whatever, but I still don't she's think She's better with guns yeah. than, than Echo is. I mean, Echo's yeah. better with the sword yeah. than Clark is with guns. So... Yeah. 
You want to read this last one? Yeah, so, uh, well... Second to last one. Right. So from X Prodigy Witch on Twitter, still in response, I feel like Echo killing Octavia at this point is a tad too much. <laughs> and I don't know how emotionally impactful it would be, to be honest. And I think I'd much prefer for Becco to end on Echo's terms rather than her fucking up and Bellamy breaking up with her. Yeah. I can see that. Sure. I mean, the way I was envisioning it wasn't her fucking up. It was her needing to do that. But uh, So our big options are your theory, because I really do like your theory. Thank you. Uh, Echo dying at someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. Like dying, being killed. Yeah. Let's put it that way. Echo being killed. I yeah. don't know by who. I don't really care to theorize that right now. Yeah. Or just Echo seeing that Bellamy is in love with Clark yeah. or Clark, like truly seeing that Clark is in love with Bellamy and Bellamy has feelings for her and breaking up with Bellamy for that reason. Yeah. I, out of all of these options, yeah. I like yours the most. Okay. Thank you, dear. You're welcome. <laughs> but I also think it's the least likely to happen. And I think there is a side thing of of mine, which is she kills Octavia and then she like exiles herself. Like he doesn't like Bellamy doesn't break up with her. She's just like, I know Bellamy can never forgive me. I'm ending it. That That's you know, fair. Like, that's fair. And I'm yeah. comfortable lumping that together. Yeah. But that's the thing. Those are my three top things yeah. so far. Yours, in my opinion, is absolutely the least likely. Not because it's yours, <laughs> okay. but just because I feel like I almost don't trust them to do either... Options two or three. Yeah. Okay. We'll see. Um, and anyway, so our last thing we wanted to talk about, we saw good old Meg says things over on the Twitters talking about something interesting. We wanted to talk about it. So she says, I look forward to all the threading and discourse. 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 <laughs> over Maury's lack of development, independent of Murphy, and Harper's lack of development, period, that I can only assume... Are the work are in the works given all this concern over Echo's character and how she's been written in regards to relationships. So I kind of fumbled that, but basically saying, pointing out that people are so focused on, oh, poor Echo, she's all about relationships, but then also at the same time, and Maury and Harper are kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts about this? So I would say that. So this is about development, not just like storyline time, yeah. but development and. Harper, I would say, probably has the least amount of development. You could yeah. say, oh, she had the storyline in season four where she like wanted to also join the suicide cult and end it all <laughs> so and everything. Cults. Right. <laughs> but but then at the end of the day, she like chose Monty again and yeah. kind of went back to green is good. Yeah. And and that just being that. Like yeah. we're back with Harper being seemingly yeah, Back there. as far as season, as far as this season, Harper's gotten very, very little, and to I the think point where she was forgotten in a mention. Yeah. But but <laughs> so. also, but but also, Monty. I think both Monty and Harper need more this season. And, you know, five episodes in, what have they gotten? Like one nice scene. Yeah, <laughs> and Monty's been smart like a few times. Yeah. So they just need more in general. But yeah. <sighs> she's such a. I mean, she. The thing is, she's such a side character. I, I don't. You know, it's the same thing. Like, I don't think about Jackson as being in in relationship to to Miller, and it's like, oh, his whole thing is about Miller because both he and Miller are just completely side people. Yeah. Um. But and it's a ensemble cast, and that's gonna happen. Yeah. And I even think that Meg goes on to say yeah. that you guys were yeah. talking a bit. So. And Maury, I think, is more interesting. That's to me. what I was going yeah. to say. Yes. Yeah. So, what do you think about Maury? So, I mean, we kind of already talked about her, where I was saying I want her to get back together with Murphy, mm-hmm. but. 
I also still do want her to have more. She's on track with having more in her development of trying to be useful. We see mm. the softer side of her. She has learned technology and she's learned how to be some engineering from Raven. Mm. I want more of her being useful in that way. Yeah. I will say to me, on a personal level, I feel like Amori has been actually handled pretty well this season. Mm. Like, yes, it's, it is sort of relationship focused, but it's like, it feels more mature relationship focused. Like, even though they're kind of like sniping at each other, like children, I, I like, it's about like a mature reason. It's not just like drama. Right. right? And, and it's part, part of it is about her developing as an independent, strong woman mm -hmm. and how she's like, dude, keep up. Like, and, yeah. uh, and so like, you're being me, childish. It's yeah. time to get. Yeah. Get with the program. And so yeah. to a certain degree, I'm, I'm like, that is a nuanced, interesting relationship thing compared to these other like hyper like, oh my God, will they, will I they? choose you. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, so like, I kind of like that. And I do agree. Like, I like the stuff like her getting to the, being the one to get them to the ground and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I do think that that worked. I do want to say though, I think Meg has a point that because of the whole bell arc of it all, I do think Echo's lack of development gets more tension than a lot of these other people. Uh, I do think that there is an, a big issue with the Echo stuff, but I also think they get more light pointed on that direction because of that. Right. She is literally smack dab <laughs> in relation, maybe not literally. Huh? <laughs> she is in the fandom, literally smack dab in between yeah. get uh, Clark and Bellamy. Yeah. So that is inherently, and they're the leads. They yeah. are leads. So that's just going to draw more attention yeah. to her. It's going to make her more seemingly more important. So for yeah. her to not have like a correlational amount of yeah. screen time and things to do, yeah. it just is more noticeable. And yeah. I will say, it feels like Murphy and Amori are this season's Monty and and Harper, Harper as they were last year. Mm. You know, like the relationship. In terms of the like relationship the side coming, relationship. Thing. Yeah, a side relationship that comes into focus for a good amount of time. Yeah. Because yes, they were on screen last season, but I don't think that it's the the same kind of like their attention yeah. now is what well, yeah, their no, attention Mur was last Murphy season. Murphy and Amori were were like the stable couple last yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. So the roles have been Shifting, reversed yeah. and therefore I can see why the relevant screen time for Harper has yeah. just, there isn't as much. It's 13 yeah. episodes and we're five in. Am I disappointed in how little of her and Monty were seeing? Yeah. Yes, but it's, it's limited. Yeah. Yeah. I do want to throw out that if, if I could ship something, it oh, would God. be that Bellamy, Echo and Clark were just all together. Keep, keep Clark by, you know. Hashtag just... keep Clark by. <laughs> Not to say that they aren't either, even if she is just with Bellamy, but I guess they could. I, I know. Yeah. Just, just, you know, just go for it, guys. They're all nice people. They're all just, they're all just, maybe, they all just want some love. Maybe on that planet, it has to be two women to every man to keep, <laughs> to keep the human race proliferating. So they're going to have to be together. It would be kind of cool if, uh, like, where whatever. are you about to go with this? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> If whatever civilization they find from Belegius Three, if either like there was a lot more gender fluidity or there was more like polyamory or something like that, just that we I, there are things that like I wish the show would delve into more. Um, but, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> Maybe Nyla, Octavia, and Clark are just all gonna be together and all co-parenting Maddie, and nothing will ever be bad ever again. <laughs> Hey, dude, if you're getting three people together, Raven better be one of those three people. Fair enough. <laughs>
Raven can have two men. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Murphy and Shaw. <laughs> All right, guys. God. Thank you for listening to our nonsense. And our uh, totally non-shippy <laughs> podcast. Oh, yeah. No ships at all. This ship has sailed. All right. Well, we sailed. We we sailed places. Maybe someday we'll get a boat and sail. And you think I'm insane, so probably yeah, not. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not letting you on a ship. I'll end up throwing you over, overboard. <laughs> okay, all guys. Right, guys. May we meet again. May we meet again. <laughs> this has been under l- better circumstances. Uh, there we go.